Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lay. Category for final today is daytime TV personalities. And a clue. Accepting a Lifetime Achievement Emmy, he said, just take 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are. You have 30 seconds. Good luck. Scott, did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> well, we were bound to have some good moments on Jeopardy, well, right? With Rodgers. <laughs> you know, it's, I give Rodgers credit there because he just played right along with it. I think it's so easy on that show. You're so locked in, and there's so much knowledge going on, and it's the serious nature of the game that you don't see the curveball coming. That's what Alex Trebek was great at, right? Yeah. Uh, that that when, when Alex Trebek, because it was such a serious-natured show, um, it doesn't have the feel of, like, Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, all this what we were talking about yesterday, where there's a lot of laughing going on. Uh, yet those moments when... Alex Trebek would kind of rib a contestant mm-hmm. or or make a, a light moment. They were magnified because of that. So I thought that was a cool moment right there with Aaron Rodgers and uh, good recognition by him. Well, and just, I mean, his timing is so on point because then after that he goes, that's a great question, I'm not sure. Like, you know, stand-up comedian quality comedy coming from Aaron Rodgers, and I appreciate it because that's a hard situation, man. Like, he doesn't want to talk about that, I'm sure. He's still probably a little, uh, you know, ticked off about it, but I thought he handled himself uh, great, and I didn't get to watch that episode because I was waiting for the college basketball game to start at 9.30, so I didn't get to watch uh, the Jeopardy episode, but we have a DVR, so hopefully soon. I'll check yeah, that out. I didn't watch it either. Um, I mean, there's plenty of time between like 7 and 9.20 to watch, you know, if you did. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't get home from MMA until like 8.30, so yeah, good you know, shower, dinner, family, all True. that good stuff. Family? Come on. What? Family. Huh? I mean, how's Ronan doing, by <laughs> the way? That's an awesome say. He's doing fantastic. He's doing great. Uh, hopefully the, 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 the stitches come out tomorrow. Uh, right. My wife will take him out, but like he wants to keep him in, so we'll see how that whole conversation goes. Wait, your goes. wife is going to take him out? Yeah. Is but, that common, or is that because she's in med school? I mean, she's in med school, but it's not hard to take out stitches. Just take a fingernail clipper. Huh. You ever take out your own stitches as a kid? No. Jeez. I think I always went back to the doctors. Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, Brett, that's what we call a rip-off, okay? No, take them out yourself. Take your fingernail clipper and just clip them, and then you can pull like pull through the skin. You're good to go. Coos, what is that face for? That is looks that like normal? it would hurt. Huh? That Coos, sounds like it would no, hurt. it doesn't hurt at all. Coos, you ever go? you ever have stitches? I did in my Who forehead. Who stitches taken out back at the hospital? Coos, you get your t- stitches taken out, or did you do them yourself? I was, I was three, so I don't, so I don't you, think so I did. So you did them yourself. No. So I'm pretty sure we just went back to the hospital. Yeah, I'm... That makes sense. Yeah. No. Rowan's will probably take his own stitches out. We'll see what happens. I I just don't think doesn't that's that, normal. Doesn't it cost money to take stitches back out again? I'm sure. If it's a visit. Yeah. yeah. So, no, we're all good. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I, and maybe I'm just speaking out of hand here where this has never been done before. and this, I'm breaking news here on ESPN 690 and Action Sports. Jax, call it Action News, Jax at all. I mean, we'll get, we'll get to Tamika or John Bachman on the story. But... All you gotta do is take a fingernail clipper and clip out the, like the stitches, like you know, push down on it, and then it opens it up and unravels it and just pull through. No pain, no inconvenience, free. Mm. 
You're welcome. Is there any downside to that? What what would the downside be? I don't know. It's just like... It's like you don't, don't waste gas money. You don't have to waste <laughs> hospital bills. Like, sorry for the convenience, everybody. You know, one of the hardest things to do, like in life, is to clip like your little, 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 little kids' fingers. Yeah, fingernails. Yeah, yeah. Like that is seriously one of the hardest things to do in life, right? Yeah. Um, that and like drinking a glass of water and walking are very difficult. Um, <laughs> but like, so I would, I'd probably have a little bit of um. You know, uh, negative thoughts, history in my mind of when I probably clipped, like, the skin of my kids uh, when doing that. And I'm not sure I'd be able to do the stitches. Huh. All right, then, man. I mean, to each their own. You you, you must have that good, good insurance. (laughs) Cover all those doctor's business. I just figure, heck, I might have to pay a little, but I want them to pay some since I'm paying so damn much. I don't don't know if it's Obamacare anymore, man. We're going back to Pimino Clippers. I haven't haven't worn a Band-Aid in quite a long time, but I know even even ripping that off is usually like a process for me, you know? (laughs) Good Good enough. And here's another fun fact. So with the Band-Aid... Kuz talking to you because yeah. obviously this is an issue because right. you brought it up, which is you I mean you're you're a grown man. Right? I don't. I right? like I said, I've right? worn one in a long okay. time. Just saying, you're a grown man. Yeah. Take uh, rubbing alcohol. Um, assuming that the, the cuts all closed up, take rubbing alcohol, and then it takes away the adhesiveness of the bandaid, and it just comes right off. There you go. Interesting. Well, listen, Would like it, whiskey work for that too? Try it, man. Drink, <laughs> have a shot and pour a shot in your knee and see what happens. Yeah. You have a bandaid on it. If there's somebody that uh, could probably give some advice on how to remove bandages and and the like, it's it's you. So I believe you. I I I'm I'm on board. Check it out, man. I mean, maybe my wife could just open up her own little stitches to taking out clinic. We'll charge like half price with the hospital's charge. Call it stitches yeah. to go. I, okay, okay. I mean, okay. maybe maybe brainstorm that a little more, <laughs> but not bad. Yeah, not I, bad. I, I'm sure we could have some fun with that stitches title. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, hey, let's bring Stephen in here quick. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's happening, Stephen? Hey, not too much. How are you guys doing? Stephen, do you ever have stitches? Oh, yeah. I've had 12, so I top all of you. All right. Uh, did you done. take them out yourself or go back to the doctor? Tell the truth. Uh, well, it was for my shoulder surgery, so the doctor did it. Okay. Well, that's I had to go to rehab. Different. That's a surgery, yeah. Bro. Yeah, that's, that's a little, a little different. different. Yeah. Probably had to check up well, on it. Anyway. Well, the yeah. other one is I cut open cut uh my head open and i had a lot of them because uh i slipped fell and uh it was just one big embarrassing thing because i had that cartoon fall where you get airborne oh. <laughs> i mean that sucks one. but it's actually <laughs> it well, dude, don't say cartoon yeah. thing and then i expect you to laugh at it like because all i hear is the music whoop, 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 you know sorry yeah. sorry steven all right steven what oh, do you it's got, okay. <laughs> all right well i'm gonna change things up i got a question for you brent Oh, thank you. All right, I'm going to put my feet up, put in cruise control here. <laughs> I've got a bat in my hands. Well, Just be ready. All right. Well, yesterday I listened to you guys, but I had a long day, got out of work late, so I couldn't call in and ask about it. But I've been listening to the analyst shows all day, first take, undisputed, everything like that. Uh, and all of them say differently than what you said yesterday about Sam Darnold, your impressions on him. They say he'll probably make a comeback. He had a bad situation with Adam Gates. Uh, no win, no weapons or anything like that. But then what you said about being pick number eight, if Trey Lance is there, take him. Okay, I got a what-if scenario for you. If Trey Lance is there, do you take him, but he might be on the bench to begin the season? Or if Kyle Pitts is there, 
do you take the sure thing and just build around Sam Darnold? All right, Stephen, I appreciate the call. Thanks, man. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. I think I did a similar kind of, uh, maybe we didn't answer the question, but more of a curiosity of what Carolina will do. What's interesting, uh, just before I answer this question, is I see some of the mock drafts out today, like Tannenbaum and Jeremiah, and they really think they'll go defense if they don't take a quarterback, Hmm. uh, which I thought with one of those weapons there, they would build around Sam Darnold or Bridgewater or whoever and just add to the stable. But they could go defense instead as some of the thinking there in Carolina, and that surprised me a little bit. But let me just answer the question, and, and Austin, you can too. No, uh, he, he asked you, Brent. I'll take did. this one, man. But I think that is the ultimate dilemma, is if a quarterback that they like slips down, and they do have even a Kyle Pitts or I would put a Jamar Chase in this kind of conversation, and they like that player too, what do you do? Do you say, okay, we just invested a few draft picks in Sam Darnold, so we're going to help him out, and we're going to see if he can be successful? Or do you pick the quarterback that can sit down and groom? I have to be somewhat consistent with what I say all the time, and that is you can't invest enough in the quarterback position until you know what you have and you like what you have. And I can't imagine even Carolina with this move says, we know what we have in Sam Darnold. We like what we have. And if that's the case and you get a chance to pick a guy like Trey Lance, and let's just say overall on your quarterback board he's worthy of an eighth overall pick, I think you have to do it. I think you'd have to take Trey Lance in that spot, or maybe it is even a Justin Fields or somebody else. I think that's the way they have to go based on the way I think about the position, and teams don't invest in it enough sometimes, uh, and they just hope they have something. Because, Austin, here's what it goes back to. is It's the last part of what we talked about yesterday on this trade, and that is if they're wrong about Darnold and they don't get a quarterback in this draft, now what? Now what for, for Matt Rule as he enters potentially year three and year four without solving the QB position? Now you're on the ropes a little bit. As but, a head coach in the NFL. But let me go and play the devil's advocate, though. Let's say that Sam Darnold is a pro bowler in Carolina for whatever reason. Something just clicks. And all of a sudden, it makes complete sense. And now he's the man going forward. And let's say that you draft a Justin Fields or Trey Lance at number eight. Then what do you do? Well, then you've got the you, – you've got l- – let me say this. First of all, you did what your job is to do in the NFL, and you found you found your guy. So however you found your guy, you found your guy. So check that box. The next thing I just always revert back to, I guess, is either the New England Patriots situation or like the Washington situation, where you have an extra quarterback that you can trade away and you can recoup. Here's the thing. You're not going to go crazy with it, but let's just say that's the situation, Austin, and they like what they have, and they're going to sign Sam Darnold now to a long-term deal. Mm. Well, they can trade Trey Lance away and recoup probably – in part, what they got for Sam Darnold in the first place. So I think but do, that's the way I would live more in the NFL. I don't think enough teams do it. Do you think, though? I mean, so do you, is that honestly what you think? Because keep in mind, like the reason why Kirk Cousins got traded away for what or he was the way he did because he got playing time because RG3's leg was essentially falling sure. off. And the reason why, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo got his shine was because, well, when the Patriots were dominating and Tom Brady goes out, Garoppolo comes in like he showed promise. Um, so he got some help. Let's just, for the sake of argument, assume that Sam Darnold can stay healthy and he plays, you know, every single game and that we don't see Trey Lance. And all we have to go off of is maybe a couple preseason reps here or there. Like, do you think 
the intrigue of Trey Lance is going to command so much where you can replace what you gave up for Darnold, or do you think it's going to be maybe like a third, fourth, or fifth round pick for Trey I think, Lance? I think it would still command pretty high dollar, and here's why I think that. I think the great unknown is better than sometimes the known. It's better than knowing what we saw in one year about Josh Rosen, right? It's better than even what we already have seen in Sam Darnold, quite frankly, that just garnered three picks, a fourth, a sixth, uh, and a second rounder. So I think the unknown of Trey Lance, the fact that he sat behind him already, and now you're a team that could maybe put him right into play, and there's always teams that need quarterbacks, and that position is so valued. And you're going to convince me that that team picking ninth, 10th, 12th, 15th in the draft didn't love Trey Lance. There's somebody out there that loved him mm-hmm. that now might make a move for him. So I think that would be less of a problem. Yet do you have, like, are you going? You probably could have got more value for giving away the eighth overall pick in the draft, like in moving back, uh, if I'm being honest. But I do think you could recoup some of that capital and grow from there if Sam Darnold's a guy. And I just don't want us to sleep on on answer number one, and that is you found a guy. You found your guy. I, it doesn't matter to me how you find your guy. Find the quarterback. And in this case, they would have found their quarterback and for relatively cheap, really, the second, the fourth, uh, and the sixth-round pick. So it's a conundrum for sure. Right? And listen, I think most people live for today and probably are going to take Kyle Pitts in that situation, Stephen. I think they most likely are. But mm-hmm. I do believe that's how organizations also get themselves in trouble. Yeah. If you like and value Trey Lance, I'm buying that insurance because I don't know about Sam Donald, and I don't know how anybody can. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a tough call, but I think that's the way I would go, and I feel like I've been pretty consistent on that front um, around the quarterback position for years now, even when we've talked about it here in Jacksonville. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars situation, they don't have to worry about the quarterback spot. They know who they have in Trevor Lawrence. Now how do these guys on the outside mesh? How does James Robinson work with them? How does the offensive line? How does Daryl Bevel? Well, Daryl Bevel was brought in here as the offensive coordinator, and he brought along Marvin Jones in free agency. Bevel being here is a big reason why Marvin Jones is here. And there's something in this interview I want you to hear about Bevel and the fit for Trevor Lawrence in that offense. Just think about that and and get your brain spinning as you listen to this interview. I thought that part was interesting. We'll talk about this on the other side. But I caught up with Jags wide receiver Marvin Jones. We talked some football right now on ESPN 690. All right, let's talk some football, man. How are you going to – you know what this offense looks like, uh, I think, uh, probably from doing a little homework. And now that you're here uh, in Jacksonville, uh, we, we talked about this question a little bit a couple of weeks ago. I said, how is Marvin Jones going to change the offense of the Jacks? You know, the foundation is definitely there. I mean, you got – when you have a 1,000-yard a, a rusher, um, you know, undrafted, coming in and, and doing what he did with all-purpose yards and, and – and you have a, a foundation in the line, um, you know that's that's kind of that's kind of solidified pieces there. And you have playmakers uh, like Chark and, and Sonault, and you know the the list goes on. I mean the foundation is definitely there. You know I'm just gonna come in and do what I always do. You know coming in and and ball and be competitive and and you know show everybody the way. And just because you know I, I do know this offense is my favorite offense that I've that I've played in. Um, you know, just come and just make some big-time plays. You have Urban Meyer. Uh, you have possibility of Trevor Lawrence. You have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you have uh, uh, you have money and free agency. Was it Bevel that sold you to come to Jacksonville? In the beginning, um, Jacksonville was always high on my list um, just because, um, you know, obviously Bevel's there. 
Um, you know, so definitely wanted to keep that relationship going. And just the, just the energy, this, just the energy of me, you know, coming into a new situation. I'm just a super competitor, you know, and that's what I want to do. I want to come in and be the reason why stuff changes around or be, be a reason why we're a winner. I mean, at this point of your career, how important is it now to be like, man, I want to rack up some W's. I, I want to yeah, make a run. It's, it's very important. It's very important to win. You know, and since he, we were, I, and we always talk about it, you know, we're probably the best team in history that never was. I've won probably 11 plus games every year in Cincy. Went, went to the playoffs every year, but we just couldn't get it done. And obviously, you know, we won. The, we were winners the first couple of years when I was in Detroit. And, um, you know, in the playoffs, we couldn't get it done. So, you know, when you go to the playoffs, you know, five straight years and then you, there's kind of a, you know, a mode where, you know, you're not going. And I haven't won a playoff game before. Um I do want to win, you know, and I think once I step foot on the field, you know, it, it'll it'll be reciprocated. I know everybody wants to win. You don't come in here to lose. Have you studied Trevor Lawrence at all? And uh, and what obviously looks to be the first pick in the draft and the future quarterback here in Jacksonville? You know, I, I've I've taken a look at him, um, and you know, he's a dynamic player. Obviously, um, would would fit the this system very well, seamlessly. So. Um, you know, if 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 he's the guy, um, you can't can't wait can't wait to have him. Urban Meyer continues to tell us that the ball sounds different coming out of a guy's hands when you're you're near him. You played with Matthew Stafford. I mean, is is there a truth to that? I mean, do you does it come out of a ball's uh, a guy's hand uh, differently? Does it sound differently? Have you ever heard of that? Yes, yes, most definitely. You know, and I and I've and I've played uh, five years with with one of the uh, the biggest arms ever. You know, so. It's, there's definitely a truth to it. You know, when, when somebody can sling it, you you hear it. You know, you look at your numbers, they're really crazy with the touchdown number. I don't think you get enough attention for it, really. Nine touchdowns, three out of the last four years, but 51 in your career. And if I did my math correctly, I think it's like a touchdown every eight and a half catches for you. That's got to be pretty up there in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you just have a knack for it? It's, can you explain that at all? Anywhere across, anywhere on the field, like I'm, I'm very confident, I'm comfortable. I'm like, hey, you know, throw me the ball you know what I'm saying throw me the ball I'm coming down with it no matter what but it's something about inside the 40 when you get to that fringe we call it the fringe when it, when we get to the fringe like you know if you if the people would zoom on zoom in on my eyes I'm so locked in just because I know that I'm going to score you know and I, I just have that supreme confidence once I get down there well keep catching touchdowns here in Jacksonville uh you're the old guy I mean at 31 it's just the nature of your world you know you're old at 31 um <laughs> but especially I mean, this is the youngest locker room in the league last year and, and I think free agency the big thing I noticed is they brought in a lot of veteran guys and and you're one of the older guys of that do you, do you still feel 26 I mean 25 I mean do you do you have a lot left is there any concern when you get into your 30s that it will start to go because it's the nature of athletics uh, no, I mean, I think you could just look at this past year. Um, this past year, the, the last eight games, I was like probably like the number two receiver in probably all categories. And and I don't I don't think I don't I don't think that for, with me, at least um, I, don't, I don't think it matters um, just because I, I run. It's, if you look at my like numbers, the zebra numbers or whatever, I still run the same miles per hour as I did when I was uh, 19, 20, 21. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm still. Playing at the top of my level, I'm still as fast as as fast as I ever was. Um, you know, still making those big plays that I've always made since I was little. So um, I, I I joke and stuff, and you know, with me and my wife, and I say, look, I'm I'll retire once I get a gray hair, and I don't think I don't think I'm gonna get gray hair in at least you know five six more years. So 
<laughs> so I'm I'm definitely not done. You know, as as long as I feel like how I feel, I'm just going to keep going. Well, that is Marvin Jones. More of my conversation coming up with him on the music side of things, from American Idol to passing up on Hollywood to his own recording studio, and you'll hear him sing a little bit coming up later on in the show in the five o'clock hour. But few things there, Austin, as uh, in my conversation with Marvin Jones. One, Daryl Bevel, a key part. He said his favorite offense that he's played in. Mm-hmm. I think one other note, what's I think we think Cincinnati and Detroit, Jacksonville, we're thinking about places that lose a bunch. Marvin's correct, and he, he pointed out Cincinnati won when he was there. They just didn't win in the playoffs. Uh, Detroit had a sniff of the playoffs. I mean, so he was part of teams that actually, even in those franchises, had some success. Uh, the What does it mean? I'm going to ask you this in a moment. Let me first do the, uh, the numbers because I still think this is phenomenal. He's got 423 catches in his career, 51 touchdowns. That's a catch for every 8.23 catches, I think it is, he scores a touchdown. It might be 8.29. Just to put that in some context, Calvin Johnson, who you played with, the great Detroit Lions receiver, Hall of Famer this year, he caught a touchdown every 8.8 catches. Wow. So that's what kind of numbers those are. I mean, he knows how to get in the end zone. Uh, which is pretty significant because the Jags could use that. That's important. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, he, he, listen, you got to put up points to win in the NFL, especially nowadays. And, you know, we talked about a little bit on the show. He just has these breakout games where where he goes off. And usually those games he goes off are, is when someone's hurt. You know, if, if Galladay is down, he's the guy to step up. Now, that's not to say that even when Galladay is healthy, Marvin Jones can't be the guy. But obviously, when you have Galladay, you know, you got to show the reps and everything like that. Now, the job that he's going to do here in Jacksonville, he's not going to be counted on to be the guy every single, you know, Sunday. But it's good to have a guy like that at your disposal, especially in the red zone, especially with experience that can teach the younger guys as well. And even like he said, he still has a lot left in the tank. He's running the same miles per hour as he ran when he was a rookie. So you got to like that. So you're essentially you're getting a guy that still has a lot of football to play, but also you're getting a guy who's going to be great for that locker room as well. Yeah, and, you know, one other thing that really caught my attention in, and I said this leading into the interview, is what he had to say about Trevor Lawrence. He didn't say a whole lot. I think these guys are really cautious right now. They don't want to get too carried away, even though they kind of know the smile comes to their face. It's kind of kidding. We saw the Cam Robinson stuff. Uh, Jones pretty similar in that regard. Uh, and we had Josh Allen on last week. But he said he's going to fit really well in this offense. I don't necessarily know what that means, Austin. But... I started thinking as like, well, is there a real reason Daryl Bevel's here? He interviewed very well. He doesn't have much of a pass with Urban Meyer, and Meyer's the one who said he blew him away in the interview. But now I'm thinking, wait a minute, there could be a really good fit for Trevor Lawrence in this offense. Does that mean anything to you? It caught my attention. Um, I mean, it doesn't really stick out to me because, like, the last thing you want to say is, yeah, I don't think he's going to work out here. We're going to draft him, but he's not going to fit in Daryl Bevel's. Like, you don't want to say that. You're off to the, on the wrong foot. But I think that when we think of where Bevel's been, you know, and more specifically, you know, you think of Seattle and you think of Detroit, you think of two places where – and how, how should I phrase this? You think of two places where the quarterback has, you know, has shined, but it wasn't necessarily where they had all the pressure on them. Now, with Matthew Stafford in Detroit, you know, the, the run game was lacking a little bit. They tried. They tried to make it more balanced, but obviously Stafford had to go out there and use his arm a lot more. 
in Seattle, when you had Russell Wilson, you had Beast Mode and all these things, like they slowly eased Russell Wilson along until he was ready to take over the ship. Um, and that helps. Now, the defense had something to say about that as well. But I'm just saying from the play calling and from, you know, I don't want to say it was balanced attack, but from having Beast Mode back there, being able to run the ball, that helps the quarterback out a lot. It gives more confidence, especially a young quarterback, uh, you know, from Wisconsin who was drafted, what, in the second or third round? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that yeah, helps right. out a lot as well. Behind Brian Anger. Yeah, there you go, man. So uh, I think with all those intangibles and, and, all, and all those narratives, I think that's what maybe Jones was referring to is like, listen, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great quarterback. But Bevel's going to make sure that he has the help around him, whether it's the play calling, whether it's, you know, the scheme, something like that, where he's going to be successful. Most importantly, he's going to be confident. Yeah, I think I think that Seattle look is, is an interesting one, especially early days of Russell Wilson. I, I really like it. It just caught my attention. Marvin Jones has been in the league a long time, and he says, hey, he's going to really fit this offense. I kind of want to poke and prod that a little bit more and be like, okay, what does that mean? I want to see that. Like, what? Why is this a good offense for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, and not say any offense would be bad for Trevor Lawrence. This one just a little bit better. Hey, Marvin Jones, pretty cool guy. I think we're going to like him here in Jacksonville. We got more to come with Marvin in the five o'clock hour. The music side of things, uh, he's talented uh, and not just uh, catching passes in the NFL. We'll be back. Shock your mock season continues here on a Tuesday. What's Austin got up his sleeve today? Find out next on ESPN 690. He is none other than the Shaq Master! Gonna shock yo Mark! We're gonna shock yo Mark! Brutality, don't you think? Shocking. Gonna shock yo Shocking upset. I feel shocked. Shock, yo, Mark. We're gonna shock, yo, Mark. I am shocked. I mean, I am shocked. That's what I mean. I am. Well, it's time. It's shock your mock time here on a Tuesday. You know, we've done a couple and a half weeks of this now, and I do owe some people some T-shirts. Now, some other people just didn't get them. Uh, Austin threaten me if I did send them to you. So yes. uh, T-shirts will be coming your way. I do have them. I just have to. I'm going to do a mass mailing here sometime this week. So keep them coming in. Hashtag shock your mock. Let's go, Austin Lane. What you got today? All right, let's get into it. Hey, Tim, by the way, you're getting one shock your mock a day. It's not going to be two. Not I was going to say, there was, there, was some, there was some ask oh, for. I understand that, you know, the, the airwaves are, are wild with more <laughs> shock your mock content. I understand it's a drug and people got to get their fix. But unfortunately, in terms of my heart, um, I I can always shock so much per day, okay? So let's just leave it at one, and we'll go from hey, there. Hey, keep it, Kuz. You better watch out, man. You better keep it up, because we got a lot of producers out there. Oh. Yeah, Kuz <laughs> just saying, man. Wait, wait, look. I'm... <laughs> I'm just doing what I'm told. And to answer your question, Mr. Pico Boulevard, yes, you can buy the song. I'll just send it to you if you really want that song. I'll send it to oh, you buy via, it. via email. Yeah, just uh, put dude, it on wait, iTunes. wait. Royalties? Make it, make it an NFT. Oh, now we're talking. There you go. We're going to make it an NFT. I'll, I'll make it an NFT when someone can guess what that first quote is from because no one has done it yet. We, we've established King of the Hill. We've established Dodgeball. But the first quote of Shock Your Mock, nobody has got it yet. Uh, good luck to everybody. Now let's get into Shock Your Mock. Today we're going to Hunter Vaughn, the Lord Vaughn, as he calls himself on Twitter. Now, unless you're from medieval times, which, 
you appear not to be. You got a nice custom tailored suit there, tight fitting, Mr. Vaughn. I like your style. Um, Lord is a little aggressive, and without getting too biblical here on the show, I'm just gonna say it's aggressive. Now he says we play Holland at safety, powered by Amazon Web Services. So this guy's trying to get me an endorsement. Judging by his photo, he might be some kind of executive, um, some kind of I don't know if he's like a a promotionals guy. It looks like a little bit hands crossed, flexing the muscles a little bit. I'm not mad at Hunter Vaughn, but if he's going to get me an endorsement, let's get it, man. So here we go. Hunter Vaughn, you're about to get shot. Kuz, is it up? Oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's up. But it's not up, though, because you haven't given me the thumbs up yet. You know how that works? Uh, no, yeah, the thumbs up. The, you're th- good. The thumbs are up. The thumbs are up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thumbs are up. I thought and... we were just worried about his index finger hitting the draft need button. But... Yeah, that's what I was worried about, too. That's <laughs> why I like, gave you that weird look, like, oh, already we're, we got a draft need Boom. alert? No, oh, not, not, not quite yet, but don't worry. It's coming. I know where we're going to pick number 25 already. Take it away. Oh, what? Do you know where we're going with it? Okay, we'll see. Uh, all right, Trevor Lawrence, pick number one, A+. Plus, uh, you know, and by the way, that's powered by Amazon Web Services. <laughs> if you want power, and keep in mind, coming from a guy who used to power clean a lot in Murray State, um, I know power. I, I, I've i always been about power, um, some of the best power out there, and I have an eye for power. I said Marcel Darius had a good first step. First step translates to power. I had a good broad jump at the combine. Broad jump translates to power. So I know power. And believe me when I say Amazon Web Services... A lot of power there, everybody. Check that out. AWS. Now, for the, the whole website here, which I assume was taken from profootballfocus.com, whatever with that. But number, okay, so it's going to pick number 25, first round. We're going to Aziz Ojulare. I pronounced that right, didn't I, Brent? Uh, yeah. Are you just saying that, or are you backing me up here? Uh, I'm backing you up. Okay. Was that what you were worried about? Yes. No, man, we're good. I do my homework on first-round picks. Aziz Olajari, enough said. I mean, got any more brain busters? Say the, uh, what's uh, the comedian coming to the amphitheater in May? Oh, we're doing commercials for her now, too? No, 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 but her Ilza name is... Schlesinger. Yeah. Ilza Schlesinger. No, it's Eliza Schlesinger. golf balls. Get them now while they're hot, too. Whatever. Coos. We're so far off topic. Okay. Back to number 25. Okay. So the thing about this guy, prototypical 3-4 outside linebacker. I like this pick a lot. Um, He's already got a very refined pass game, which is what you want when you bring in maybe a a younger guy on a first-year basis. Like, he's got the pass rush technique. The thing, though, about... Ojulari is the fact that he is a little susceptible in the run game. Now, is that a big deal? No, because as Joe Cullen would tell you, the run game is all about attitude. And Joe Cullen could install attitude to this player. But it is a little bit of a reach, in my opinion, number one. And number two, even though he's not that good at the run, I wonder if that's going to be a turnoff to Joe Cullen because it's going to be such a, 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 a selling point this year on this defense. Yes, I get last year Todd Walsh talking about we got to stop the run, we got to stop the run. Well, take Todd Walsh, what he said, and amplify that by like 100. That's what Joe Collins bringing to the table, and I wonder if this player is just not going to fit that mold of what he's trying to do, especially when you got Caleb on chase on coming into his second year. Pick number 33, you got Pat Fryermuth. What, what a, I mean, do we have like a surprise button because we can go to next 
Because, I mean, it's the Pat Frymuth button. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out some kind of Pat Frymuth button. Listen, it got to the point where I started to do the, the, the Pat Frymuth Fun Facts football. And what this is, when someone takes Pat Frymuth, I throw a fun fact out there. So today, the Pat Frymuth Fun Fact, I went on to social media, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not lying. All this dude cares about is football. I am convinced that he doesn't even have a social life. I am convinced that he just locks himself in his apartment or his dorm room and watches film the entire time. Because if you go on his Instagram, and by the way, I had to use somebody else's Instagram to go on his Instagram. <laughs> but I went on his Instagram and literally probably, you know, maybe a buck twenty-five, one fifty of, of pictures. Every one of those pictures is football. Nothing else. Doesn't even have a dog or anything. So the the fun fact for Pratt Bimeries today is that he's a football guy. That's all I got for you guys. I wish I could go deeper, but unfortunately, that's all he's given me. How's this for our uh, surprise? Wow. I like that. Is that Owen uh, Owen Wilson? Wilson. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that. We'll get it in. Uh, Yeah, let's keep that on standby, Coos. How do you guys know this stuff? Oh, come on, Brent. Come on now. (laughs) Uh, Pick number 45, Javon Holland. We broke him down before a little bit, and you know how I feel about him. Now, pick number 45, that's not bad. I don't appreciate Hunter Vaughn telling me that Holland's going to play safety. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I discussed that before. If you listen to, to Shock Your Mock, I, I, I went over this, okay? So don't tell me what to do, Hunter Vaughn. All right, powered by Amazon Web Services. I think with Javon Holland, though, he is a little bit of a tweener. And we know how Brent feels about tweeners. He, he, he wants guys to either play safety or corner. He doesn't like guys that play more than one position. And I think he's a little undersized right now where he stands to play that safety spot. So you're going to have to let him play corner because, he, once again, he's a little too small, I think, to be safety. I like my safeties over 200 pounds. All right? I'll be honest with you. I think this guy weighed in like 198, 199. You're close. Start taking some creatine, some whey protein, something like that. Let's get Big Diesel on here and tell him what he should be doing. Okay, protein-heavy smoothie, King. You're all right. Yeah, so I got an issue with that one. Pick number 65, and now we're going off the rails. All right? We should get another button where it's like the off the rails button. There's always so much power. You Amazon stop giving me buttons. Just- I'm just kidding, man. But seriously, get, get an off the rails button too while you're at it, Coos. Come on, man. Let's go. Uh, this is where we go off the rails, though. Okay? Off the rails button would play right now. We don't have it yet. Stay tuned tomorrow. There's always so much power Amazon Web Services can bring to the spotlight. But when you take a center in Creed Humphrey at pick number 65, well, now you, you've lost it. And I can't even see what the grade was from ProFootballFocus.com because, well, it's not important because you're taking a center right now. Now I know what you're going to tell me. Well, he can play interior defense, uh, offensive line as well. He, he can play guard if you need him to play guard. Okay. But he's still a center at the end of the day. Center is his primary position. And the last time I checked, the Jacksonville Jaguars got a guy by the name of Brandon Linder who still has at least not one but two years left in Jacksonville. Count them, two years left in Jacksonville. So while we're addressing the center position right now at pick 65, and I'm horrible at math, but that checks out to uh, the third round, um, I don't know. Don't like this pick whatsoever. Doesn't make sense to me. Great name. Fantastic name, like Creed Humphrey. Very good name. Come on. What are you talking about now? And by the way, and I don't want to get racial or anything, but I was surprised that he's white. Okay? I thought that was for sure going to be a black dude at center. But no, this is a white guy named Creed Humphrey. More power to him. Once again, not getting racial, but the name Creed Humphrey, it comes with connotations. Needless to say, Creed Humphrey, don't like that pick whatsoever. Pick 106, Tommy Tremble, Notre Dame. Now, did some research on Tommy Tremble. 
Uh, he hasn't proven much as a receiving threat. 35 career catches, 401 yards receiving. I literally did that in one game back in high school against Port Edwards. Not even <laughs> lying about it. Not even lying about it. Go go back and watch the film. Check the stats. That was my one game against Port Edwards. Was it the Port Edwards, by the way, the Warhawks or the Eagles, whatever you guys are calling yourselves? You guys are trash. So, so does that mean we're off the rails? No, we're not off the rails. Why oh, did I say that? Oh, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, we're off the rails. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Kuz loved that button so much he wanted to use I had it. And to use it. it. So we're off the rails. Let's go ahead and bookmark that one because I like that a lot. But you know what, Kuz? It's off the rails a little bit, but at the same time, and now let's really test what you can do as producer. This is also a draft need alert because we we've drafted two tight ends in the draft. Draft need alert times two. I want that button pressed. <laughs> one more time, Kuz. Hit us with it. Oh, it's a, it's a tight end red light special, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Tommy Tremble, is he a receiving threat? Not really, but he's a hell of a blocker. Um, plays with an aggressiveness, kind of like that throwback style of tight end. And who knows, maybe you can develop him into a receiver. I'm not mad at the pick at 106 because tight end is definitely a need. We rung the bell twice. What more do you want from me? Pick 130, Amari Rogers. Eh, this could be a little bit of a Trevor Lawrence pick. Right now, all of a sudden, maybe Urban Meyer had to go to the buffet, and now Trevor Lawrence is making the draft picks. It's all good. Bring in your boy. Bring in your dude, Amari Rogers. I'm not mad at it. Cleo Herbert, halfback, Virginia Tech. Okay. Okay. It is what it is. And then Shakira Brown running it up with the cornerback spot. But let's be honest. And let's, once again, let's go over this whole thing here while I stretch out a little bit and really give my final thoughts uh, on the day. I'm not mad at Ozawari. It is what it is. Okay. But I have an issue with Holland, and I got an issue with Creed Humphrey. And I got a really big issue with Creed Humphrey because you just drafted a center in the, the, the beginning of the third round. We can't do that here, Hunter Vaughn. That's what we call a luxury. And coming from a 1-15 season, you can't have a luxury, especially from the center position. So... I can't. I, I really can't come along with you on this mock draft. I appreciate your help trying to get me an endorsement here. I love your electric emojis there from Powered by Amazon Web Services. And by the way, guys, I, I can't state this enough. If you guys want anything done with power, if you guys want to carry your groceries in, um, if you guys want to start your lawnmower but you don't have the, the, the muscle capacity, if you guys want to get a new bench press record at the YMCA, Amazon Web Services. They're going to help power you through whatever you need to do because they have that much power. Check them out today, everybody. AWS. With that being said, though, everything else, trash. Trash mock draft. I don't like it. I like your profile picture. You're a businessman. Business for the businessman. But I don't like you taking a center at pick 65. I don't like Javon Holland at pick 45. So there you go. Your, your mock draft, sir, unfortunately, it's powerful. It's very powerful, but it's trash. But, but it's powerful, <laughs> but so trash. Powerful trash. And the but effort, <laughs> the, the effort to get Austin an endorsement at least to get you a T-shirt. Yes. But yes. your mock has been shocked. Hey, Rancid, Coos. powerful, smelly trash. Coos, I feel yes. like now with all these buttons, we have an off-the-rails button, a draft need alert button. Mm. That one's been a staple. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, what else did we do yesterday? We have the the, the surprise. Uh, no, mm. it was the they didn't run a four three button. Yeah, <laughs> didn't run a four three. Yep. And we have a surprise button. That one. Yep. And, and then we got a surprise button as well. Yeah. So your ability to remember the buttons now reminds me of the game Simon. <laughs> 
Well, I'm sure that, I mean, you just, <laughs> that, don't, no, no, no. You should see no, the don't organization. Give him so much credit. No, 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 no. You it need just to see. Says, it just says what the button is. No, I didn't say he was good at Simon. Okay. okay. What, you, what, you, what would be really funny is to show you the, uh, the page that I have. There is zero organization. They're just okay. all over the place. But let's not give Inku so much credit here because, once again, and I, and I know you changed the stream chat banner again. I, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I know you saw it just, just to kind of tick me off a little bit, and that's fine. I'm not worried about it right now. But let's be honest. This is like playing Simon if Simon told you to go hit the blue button. Now hit the yellow button. Hit the red that's button. That's literally what the game is. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but it's like really fast and everything. <laughs> yeah. But this yeah. is literally Simon said, hey, man. What did I get a second? Hit that blue button. Yeah. Good well, job. Now hit that yellow only, button. Only one's My blue. My man. Only one's yellow. Okay. I have uh, I have a, a black button, a purple button, a red button, a blue, a, two reds, which is confusing, and then a yellow, another yellow one. This is going to be very difficult when somebody re- replaces <laughs> Coos in the next couple of weeks as, while he's on his honeymoon or whatever. I was thinking that as I was adding these. I was like, how do I explain this to whoever is filling in for me? So here's what we got to do, Coos. And I'm asking a lot of, I mean, you don't have to do this. It's, we'll make it work regardless. But we got to somehow figure out a way we can get that board where I'm sitting. Oh, yeah. Let you press the buttons. Yeah. yeah I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to tell the bosses that you can push all the buttons. That might take coups out of it completely forever. <laughs> no, 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 no. In no, our business, that's that. how this works, okay? Didn't say that. Not answering phone calls, okay? I'm not doing all the dirty work that coups does. I'm just pushing a couple buttons every once in a while. All right. Physically, <laughs> as a for you know, as opposed to I think before, metaphorically. Before Coos gets married, I think we have to hit him with all four buttons quickly and see if he can do I it like Coos. Simon. I'll be. Hang on, is your you're, you're having a wedding still, right? Well, you have like a celebration. Yeah. You're gonna have like a, a wedding party. Yeah. Can I shock your wedding party? You can. can you're invited. Can you, you already got an invite. No, no, no. I know, I know that. But I'm saying like the people that are standing up in your wedding. Like, can you give me like some like some oh, background like a, stats and, a, and maybe a picture, and I can shock oh, your bridal like party. Groomsmen. Yeah, like groomsmen. shock your bridal party. Don't I, do it to the maid of honor. What do they call the maid of honor? Uh, the, the, bridesmaids. Uh, bridesmaids. Uh, don't do it to that. We don't Why? want to go there. What, what do you uh, mean? I, I'm not, not going to make fun of looks. I don't know with you, Austin. I have no idea okay, where you're going. Okay, well, well, then get to know me. Maybe <laughs> what, what they do for a living. I mean, there's a lot of things you can make fun of people for, not just their looks. What well, is this? Second let's, grade? Let's start with the groomsmen, and then we'll go from there. Okay. I, I can, can I get the 40-yard dash times, I, I guess. Know. Yeah, you're not going to want those. We're going to be we're gonna be doing a lot of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> picking up, I'm making fun of people's appearances. When have I once made fun of someone's appearance here on Shock Your Mock? Come it's on, always Brent. a first. Yeah. Uh, you just shouted out to Hunter Vaughn is a good appearance, so you weren't making Great fun. Appearance. Great appearance. I, I guess looking back at it now, I have made fun of people's appearances on Shock Your Mock. Pretty much every single time. I wasn't going to bring it up, but fun. you did say I looked like a baby yesterday. Well, you, well, I shaved. But, but you did. You, I mean, that's not even uh, making fun. That's the truth. <laughs> that's a good start. That's an observation. That's like Jerry Seinfeld doing his comedy. It's just an observation, Goose. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. Uh, food and sports is on the 5 o'clock topic. Football at 5, always underway. A little more with Marvin Jones. Stay with us. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hunter Vaughn, your mock is shocked. Send them in. Hashtag shock your mock. Weeks to go until the NFL draft. Full coverage along the way. (laughs) ESPN 690. And also some unprecedented coverage coming up on draft night from CBS 47 and Fox 32. So a lot to look forward to, including a 5 o'clock hour on ESPN 690 next.